Today, I'm talking to multiple Aurealis award-winning writer Jane Routley, who joins me somewhere from shut-in, closed-down Melbourne. Hello, Jane. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? I'm f- oh, look. I'm fine. How How are you? How are you coping with everything? I'm I'm not having too much trouble, actually. I know this is terrible, but I'm an essential worker, so my life is not terribly different from um from the way it normally is. I, I go out every day. I work. Admittedly, I work at an empty station. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, I think that might be to do with my might be what brings on my obnoxious cheerfulness this this sunny morning <laughs> that I don't I'm not stuck at home um and it is very interesting the station it is lovely to go in a train where you have the whole carriage to yourself can, even can, at rush hour <laughs> I, can, I can imagine that but it must be it must be a very strange world you find yourself living in because yeah. you're not shut in but almost everybody else is yes it is strangely empty actually um and that is a bit weird. And I find myself doing a lot more um, listening to podcast books at the station because I have nothing to do. Um, and my masters really just want me to look busy because nobody has anything to do. So um, the government, has, the state government has decided we're an essential essential service and we keep going, but um, we don't have a lot of customers to service. I'm in a place where I service tourists too, so there aren't any Even of less. those. Hmm. I'm always very happy when the odd child in his pram turns up to look at the trains. Given this sort of strangeness, and, and I think possibly one of the strangest things about it is it really has no clear end in sight. It's a, this fog, in a way, that's descended upon us. Are you finding that you're able to to work, to function, to do all the kind of things you'd normally do? Maybe being an essential worker helps with that because I, um, I'm not at home all the time and yeah. I'm functioning reasonably well. I am actually doing more writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a terrible thing to say, but I don't feel I have to go out and have coffee with friends at the moment, whom I miss a lot. But that means I'm at home on the weekends. I do stuff. I write stuff. It's kind of good. I feel terrible <laughs> to admit that because I do miss my friends and I ring them on the phone. But... Um, <laughs> You know, so so yes, it's a. Ter- I mean, it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible business. Yeah, well, I, it is. Yeah. Some of my regulars tell me that they have having real trouble putting food on yeah. their table, but um, yeah. but um, I'm quite happy. <laughs> oh, I'm, gl- I'm glad you're okay. I mean, it's okay to be okay, just and, and still sort of feel bad for other people. Let me ask yeah. you this then: uh, if you are reading and working and functioning, what have you been reading and? Critically, is it any good? Oh yes, well, it's got to be good, I suppose, because um, I went to, I really enjoyed the New Zealand World Con, mm-hmm. although I didn't catch up with people as much as I did. I did go to a lot more, a lot more events, um, panels, and many of them were really interesting. I was on a couple of panels where I talked about um, Thirty Years of Sandman, so I reread the books, and they were fabulous, uh, yeah. the comics, and yep. they were wonderful. Um, and I um, was also on another um, panel discussing the effects of Jane Austen on and Georgette Heyer on fantasy. Yep. Um, I'm a big fan of both of them. And all the, um, the audience suggested heaps and heaps of lovely writers, one of which I've started. That's, that's Frances Harding. Oh, who yes. I, who was up for a Hugo this year. And what a wonderful writer. I Yes, I'm just I'm reading her Fly By Night and Fly Trap slash um, Twilight Robbery books. Yeah, they're um, great. 
they are really good. It's such a beautiful feeling for words, such wonderful names, such lovely world building. And, wow, I'm impressed by her ability to juggle a complicated plot too. Wow, yes. So, um, and I also read quite a lot of the Hugo um, shortlist. Okay. And I've pretty much been reading nothing but good quality fantasy for the last three or four months, and I think I'm going to have to stop soon because I'm starting to get imposter syndrome <laughs> and, um, with my own writing, and um, and um, I might have to go on to some, you know, nice solid um, crime novels or something <laughs> just to have a bit of a break and to cleanse my palate a bit. Um, but but I've got to say it's been wonderful. You know, I, I really enjoyed the Hugo winner, although I'm mm. only halfway through it. That's uh, um, the Memory of Empire? Yes, Yes, yeah. lovely. Another lovely piece of writing owes a lot to Byzantine Byzantine history, I think. Yes, it's, I, it's very, very interesting. It's very yeah. interesting the way fantasy um, has taken the way I think has taken the place of historical novels, really, because in some ways it helps. Well, it helps me to experience historical historical eras very um, clearly. Yeah. Um, I think there's always I, been a strong link between the two. I mean, if you look back at the work of yeah. Catherine Kurtz and other people, and Guy Gavriel Kay, a whole bunch of people, you can see it. Yeah. But but yeah. more so now, and when you add in that strange blur between science fiction and fantasy as well, these are mm. very interesting times. They are interesting, yes. Um, yeah, no, I, um, and I've been, I've, again, I've been reading Umbrella Academy. I've been watching Umbrella Academy, which I just thought was wonderful, mm-hmm. and American Gods, which is what I'm in the middle of. And we just watched last night Tales from the Loop, which is a very odd little series on Netflix, I think. Yes, Netflix. And um, uh, that was quite, gave me some quite disturbing dreams, actually. It's terribly gentle. It's a bit like the Twilight Zone, only if anything gentler. Um, But there's a palpable air of threat. So that's, that's very, that's very good to do. And the only other thing I'm reading is Manhattan Beach by Jennifer Egan for my book club, my Zoom book club. She's marvellous. She is a beautifully written book. It's really enjoyable to read. It's good to read good quality mainstream writing. Well, it sounds to me like you're not having any trouble finding interesting, engaging science fiction, fantasy, crime, mainstream fiction, which is great. Um, let me ask you, sort of in these kind of times where a lot of people are locked in, particularly actually in your neck of the woods, do you think there's a particular kind of thing that people... Would 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 gain from reading at the moment, and, you know, and by that I mean, you know, is is it a time for comfort reading? Is it a time for challenging reads, or is it a time just to try and get yourself through the week? With the week, do you think? I think it's a time to try just try and get yourself through the week. Actually, it is. You really have to do have to watch yourself. Even I am a bit inclined to depression. Um, just the thought of being locked down. It is. It is getting tiring i have noticed a lot of people who are working from home are having trouble concentrating um and i know i understand a lot of people go to what they love i i'd be rereading george at Hayer if i wasn't um um working i think but um so yes but there are certain books i avoid i'm just i did avoid something the other day and i'm just trying to remember what it was because it was just too challenging i'm planning to start dark emu after i finished francis harding that's um, Bruce Pascoe's book about Aboriginal, and I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to make it because I think it's going to be a sad book as well as being a really, really interesting one. I think that's absolutely true. I, I was actually re- just reading a review by uh, a mutual, I would imagine, acquaintance friend of ours, uh, Ian Mont, who the new mm. Bucus novel, Afterland, which is a novel of plague and oh. pandemic, and I don't know if I could actually read that at the moment. I don't understand people who can read pandemic books at the moment, but I know there's a bit of a bit of a thing for it yeah 
I suppose that's the difference between those of us who are avoiders. <laughs> well, yeah. And those of us who are not. Well, let me ask you this. You're reading, you're working, you're writing. What do you have out in the world? What's coming up from Jane Routley? Oh, yes. No, well, I, I am also doing a lot of um, little guest posts because um, I did one with Sue, Sue Bershinsky last mm-hmm. week. I'm, I'm not sure I got her name right. And one with Mary Robinette Cowell because I have a book out called Shadow and the Empire of Light, which is a, um, which is a I hope is a, is a good lockdown read, actually. It's, it's meant to be fun. It does have a little bit of darkness in it. But um, it's um, it's basically someone having to deal with an annoying family who um, just happened to be majors, and also because I um, ages ago I decided I might like to write a fantasy novel that it was good to be a woman in. <laughs> that's, you know, that's a novel idea. <laughs> yeah, but it's not as novel. It's, I mean, I, it should be less novel than it is. I think it's fantasy for God's sake. Why do we have to go with patriarchy all the time? Why I know people do it. I mean, I remember reading is Elizabeth Moon's Paxonarium, so mm-hmm. I know I'm not that original. And that was a novel in which women and men were pretty much regarded as equal, and that yeah. was a nice thing. But but um, so I've set up a matriarchal society in which girls are slightly more valued than boys because they are the ones who do the inheriting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then, then everyone who's a mage is a noble. That's what gives you your nobility, not not who you're, not who you're related to, really. And so everyone's desperate to have a baby. No one's no one gets married um, because the idea is for women to have as many babies as possible while they're fertile, and then go on to a good career afterwards. Um, and um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been interesting. It does actually cut out a lot of your um, plot drivers if you're not, your your heroine's not being forced into marriage with someone she doesn't love and and threatened <laughs> by some fella who's who's a bit nasty or you know having to beat off the boys. Well, having said that, I do notice that the the cover copy still sort of promises stolen letters, fugitive spies, murder, yes. sex, and secrets. So it's you know th- there's a lot to keep everybody busy. I hope so. Yes. Yes, yes. And I'm working on the second book in the series now. Um, it's been great working with Rebellion Press. They're very they're very helpful and encouraging. So I'm trying to do my best by them. Yes, I, wor- I work with them as well and I've always found the team there to be to be wonderful. And it looks like they've put a, a, a terrific package together for the book, which I think is out right now, actually. I think you can get it physically and digitally sort of from retailers around the place. You can't get it physically until January now. Okay. Well, apparently, they, they tell me a lot of publishers have decided to bring out yeah. the ebook and the and I've got an audio book which I didn't sign up for, um, written by a lady <laughs> called Natalie Bascom. Uh, that's great, you know. I love audio books myself. I haven't been game to listen to my own, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope somebody bought the rights from you. Yeah, that's a good question, actually. I don't know. Oh, they may oh, have. I, I would go find that out. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, um, I'm sure well, if I mean, through I've Rebellion. Got, I've got an before. agent between me and Rebellion, and I imagine yeah, no. he would have um, said yes. something. No, no, I'm so, sure. Yeah. Not not to get distracted here, but I know that Rebellion are with, and yeah. I'm absolutely confident uh, yeah. people can find Shadow and the Empire of Light in good digital bookstores now and in yeah. good print bookstores come the turn of the year. But for um, the moment, we will keep an eye out for the sequel, which does it, does it have a title yet? No, it doesn't actually because um, mm. it's giving me a lot of trouble. I don't know. I think it's a second. I'm suffering from second book syndrome, I think, that's, a bit. That's titles. I, I, yeah, I have to. I hope that it'll, it'll come good by the end of the year. So 
Fingers crossed. Well, Shadow and the Empire of Light is out now. And for the moment, Jane Routley, thank you so much for making time to talk to me today. I've genuinely enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Jonathan.